you looking to take your team to the next level and lead to your full potential? Then Leading with Purpose is the show for you. It's an hour of empowerment with your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Nathan is a business and leadership development coach, public speaker, and author. He's also a founder of Clutch Consulting and a member of the John Maxwell team. Nathan's purpose in life is to empower others, and that's how he helps businesses and leaders grow. He specializes in leadership training, improving communication in the workplace, and creating high-performance teams. So join Nathan and this week's guest as they provide you with the information and tools you need to effectively lead yourself and others. It's time for Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. Here is your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. You know, I'm excited that you're spending a portion of your day with us because I know your time is valuable, but we have a great show lined up for you today with a great guest who, I'll, who I will be introducing very shortly. Before I introduce Mr. Jay Myers, as well as share something with you that's really exciting, I want to let you know that in addition to listening in live to tonight's show, you can always download our podcast directly from iTunes or by visiting us on the web at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. I also encourage you to get plugged in to what's going on at my company, Clutch Consulting. You can do that by going to www.clutchconsulting.net. That is C-L-U-T-C-H consulting.net. You'll find plenty of great content on leadership development effective communication and talent management, as well as more information on upcoming live events to help you lead yourself and others more effectively. So at the end of the day, you can have a superior performance, grow your business, and empower your team. With that, I want to let you in on some exciting news. Uh, if you've been following me for a while, you know that this coming February, I will be hosting my very first Leading with Purpose Boot Camp going to host it right here in my hometown in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is going to be a great event for small business owners who want to achieve better business results, but also want to empower members of their team and lead to their full potential faster. And I understand this is next year, right? It's several months down the road, but I want to encourage you to go ahead and get registered as soon as possible because one, I'm capping the event at 50 people. Two, if you register now, I'm not only going to let you in the door for $97, but I'm also going to let you bring a business partner or a team member for free. And lastly, if you register by November 30th, your name will be entered into a random drawing for a 30-minute interview on this show. And with an average of over 50,000 downloads per show, it's a great opportunity for you to showcase your business. All you have to do to register for that is go to www.lwp bootcamp.info. That's www.lwpbootcamp.info. Friends, tonight you're in for a real treat. Uh, Mr. Jay Myers, I've known him for several years now. He was actually one of the first interviews that I did uh, for a book that I wrote several years ago called Give Me the Ball, Winning the Game of Entrepreneurship. And as you know, this book is focused – I'm sorry, I'm sorry this show is focused on growing businesses and empowering people. And tonight we're talking about growing businesses, in particular Jay's story and how he took a great entrepreneurial startup and has turned it into an absolutely fantastic organization. Jay is the founder of CEO, founder and CEO of Interactive Solutions Incorporated. It's a Memphis-based firm that specializes in video conferencing, distance learning, telemedicine, and audiovisual sales and support. ISI has received numerous corporate awards and recognition 
in the past several years. The company was named seven times in the past 11 years to Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private companies in the U.S. ISI was also recently featured in the small business section of the Wall Street Journal. In addition, ISI was named the Memphis Business Journal Small Business of the Year in 2001 and 2003, uh, was the first recipient of the Kimmons Wilson Emerging Business Award. If you don't know who Kimmons Wilson is, he's the founder of Holiday Inn. In 2007, Jay published his first book, Keep Swinging, an entrepreneur's story of overcoming adversity and achieving small business success, and subsequently received the 2010 Ethan Award for Success as an entrepreneurial author. He's a natural storyteller. He's a sought-after speaker at CEO conferences and entrepreneurial development programs where he shares inspiring stories and practical tips based on growing ISI from an 11 to $25 million during the Great Recession. Jay's message, as detailed in his second book, which we'll be talking about some tonight, Hitting the Curveballs, How Crisis Can Strengthen and Grow Your Business, reveals creative, practical strategies to achieve business success in difficult times. Jay lives in Collierville, Tennessee, and Holmes Beach, Florida. Uh, he and his wife, Maureen, they have two children. And with that, Jay, I'd like to welcome you to tonight's show. How are you doing, my friend? Great, Nathan. I appreciate you having me on the show. No, I appreciate you being here. Uh, Jay, you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time now. Tell the guests who are listening in to tonight's show, what is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Well, I think the hardest uh, thing singly about uh, being an entrepreneur is assuming risk and willing to take all the consequences associated with that. Uh, you know, in my case, um, I got started, Nathan, you know this, way back when, almost now 20 years ago, uh, it'll be in March. And uh, the funny thing about it is that I own a technology company, but I started a technology company without a computer, <clears throat> without any financing, um, actually got fired from a job that I had uh, for a number of years and, you know, no SBA loans, none of the things that you really would look for in starting any kind of company, much less a technology company. But, um, you know, assuming the risk and then it's probably the single most difficult thing because, let's face it, when many of us get into business, you know, depending on the type of industry you're in, it can cost a lot of money to get started. In my case, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, but, uh, you know, singularly with the, the biggest uh, challenge in that, I, I think the biggest trait also, though, Nathan, is, and, and I've thought about this a lot for now almost two decades, why are, have we succeeded when so many haven't in terms of startups? And I think the, the one big thing that this business has, and gosh, I didn't know that I had it when I first started, but I, I've had to learn it and, and develop it as resilience. I told some students the other day at Belmont University, I said that the biggest thing you need to know how to do as an entrepreneur is be able to take a punch. Right. And, and you know, it's funny that uh, I won't go off the deep end on this thing, but I will tell you that, um, you know, I, I, there I quote Mike Tyson in an interview, <laughs> but I just, but I, I, I can always think about what he said. He said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. And I think that, when you have the ability to take those punches and then come back, the resilience, you know, we're very blessed to be here almost two decades later because I think we can take a punch. We have the resilience and, uh, you know, we're able to assume the risk and, and work through it. 
What, what are some of the things that really kept you going during that time? Because, I mean, you know, as you said, you know, I'm sure you've taken numerous punches in the face. Uh, what, what kept you going along? What kept you, you know, in a position where you could overcome the adversity and keep pressing forward despite, you know, at times I'm sure that things looked about as bleak as they possibly could? You know, Nathan, uh, you and I have shared this in the past. I've worked for big companies for a number of years. I've worked in, in the biggest and the best, frankly, Easton Kodak, Hewlett Packard, those kind of companies, the Fortune 500. You know, when I was working for those folks, I had really good success, but I never felt fulfilled. I always felt like it's just kind of sort of an empty feeling. And then, frankly, uh, Kodak uh, laid me off and downsized me right towards the end of uh, my uh, tenure with them, of course. And it was just uh, a very devastating kind of feel to the first time it ever happened to me. And, and it was one of those things that I realized if – I am going to succeed in my career. I can't rely on this big company to take care of me. I've realized at a pretty early age, I've got to take care of me. And I think that through all these difficult situations that we've had from embezzlement to losing employees, all these different things and turnover and what have you, I've always looked at like the fact that I've tried that other way. I've tried corporate life, and it just – left me unfulfilled. It just didn't work. Right. And I've had my, the, the best feelings, the greatest joy creating this business and seeing it develop and, and hiring people that have come along the way that have developed and professionally, and, and, you know, far more rewarding than anything that happened. But the, the thing that's got me through has been the fact that the other way just didn't work. And I've never thought about digressing back to go to work for somebody else because it just wasn't me. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I experienced that too, working with a Fortune 50 company, and uh, I just took the leap of faith and you know decided to go out and venture on my own. And for one reason or another, things things that has, have worked out for us. But but I totally agree with you, and uh, you know, as a result, I, I love being an entrepreneur, and I know that you do as well. Now you look at, uh, you know, I would think one of the hardest industries to be in would be. Uh, technology. I mean, you, when you look at technology and, and how quickly technology changes, you know, how do you keep a technology business like I, ISI sustainable and relevant for 20 years? And, and we'll, we'll start this question. We've got our first commercial break coming up in about three minutes, Jay, so I'll prompt you as we get a little bit closer to that. But how do you, how do you keep a tech company sustainable and or relevant for 20 years? Two minutes. Nathan, it's, it's a big secret. I hire young people, young, really smart people who have a lot more energy than me to <laughs> eat, drink, and sleep. This stuff. That's the truth. I mean, I am going to be 59 years old next month, and so I learned way back when that I have a lot of energy for a guy my age, an old guy, but I recognize way back when to invest in young folks, and they have more energy than I do. They're inquisitive you stop and think about millennials, the most technologically advanced generation in the history of mankind. And those are the kind of people I've hired. They're the secret to our success. They're on this stuff all day, every day with the energy. They're constantly coming up with new ideas, new technologies. And that's how we've been able to get through it because they're not setting their ways. They're always looking around the corner for something new. Well, when we get back from the commercial break, I mean, those are some of the things that I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, you know, one, how do you motivate and lead millennials? And also, I want to talk with you 
about uh, your book, Hitting the Curveballs. Uh, and this is Nathan Mitchell. You're here listening to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. We have CEO and founder of Interactive Solutions with us tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about his book, Hitting the Curveballs, when we return, as well as how you can motivate and leading millennials. As uh, Jay has shared with us, he hires young people, millennials, to keep his technology business on the cutting edge. And we will be right back here shortly. This is Nathan Mitchell on Leading with Purpose and Powering Talk Radio. I'm here with Jay Myers, founder of Interactive Solutions. We will be right back after this short commercial break. Stay tuned. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Hour. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Jay Myers, I would like to invite all of you listening into this episode right now to let your voice be heard. At Leading with Purpose Radio, I value my listeners. I appreciate your feedback. I want to continue to bring you the best content uh, out there on podcast today. So I want to hear from you. All you've got to do to participate in that is visit us at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Click on the Take Listener Survey banner at the top of the page. Just make sure 
sure that you click Leading with Purpose Radio from the list of shows on the first page, and then we'll be able to get your feedback specifically uh, for this show. I want to thank you in advance for your participation for that. And with that, Jay, welcome back to the show. Uh, we talked a lot in the first segment, uh, and now I want to talk about your book, Hitting the Curveballs. What was the biggest motivation behind writing that book? Well, Nathan, I think the the main uh, motivation for the book was recalling the summer of 2007, which uh, was the crisis uh, portion of the book, where I lost 80% of my sales team, one, two, three, four people, uh, in successive weeks, in a 30-day period of time, who went to work, uh, starting their own business, went to work for a customer, a supplier, et cetera. Oh, wow. 80% of my prior year's income, my revenue, was, was out the door. Um, at the same time, Nathan, one of our lead technicians went in the hospital for a liver transplant and never came out. A good friend of ours went on vacation with his family to Gulf Shores and never came back. And then my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. This was all in 30 days. And in, in thinking of that summer and that, that period of time, Nathan, I, I really thought that I was losing it. It, it sure. was so traumatic. I remember that I was afraid to turn the lights off in my bedroom because, and you stop and think about it, why would I be, because I was afraid of what the next day was going to look like. Right. And... In looking at that situation, I reflected several years later on, you know, what got me through that prayer, a lot of things, support. But from a business perspective, it was extremely difficult from a personal perspective, overwhelming in many cases and many times. But what we what we looked at from a business perspective was, what are we going to do about this? And I keep saying we because it wasn't what the key to the situation was. It wasn't just about me. When I realized in getting feedback after all this happened that my employees were upset about those four folks leaving us high and dry, if you will, you know, they were making remarks like, you know, you were good to those guys, you know, they screwed us kind of thing. They turned around and and we banded. It was like a band of brothers and sisters. We all got together and, and really looked at what we could we could do about it. And once I realized it was a team effort, it stopped being about me and all of it on my back. And it, it was a show of strength. And the interesting thing was, we looked back and said, you know, what our business wasn't perfect before. What can we do different? What, what can we do to take all this mess and make it into something good? And so the interesting thing in the book that I, I just started thinking about what we did, and I reflected on the fact that rather than taking a knee-jerk reaction, which many people might do to go and hire you know, experienced people, quick fix, get it back in the track, et cetera, kind of looked at it and said, let's, let's not do that. Let's back up and look what's best for this business, not just for the business, but the business you know, for the future, and look at how we can execute a strategy far different from our competition. 
So, Nathan, we went out and intentionally sought out young talent, millennials, and created – you know I'm a big baseball nut. You've been to my office and everything. Yep. <laughs> we created the baseball uh, fans out there for your listeners and everybody else. We created this farm system and, and developing young talent and being able to train them over a period of time for, for this to be a lasting relationship with the firm. You know it's really interesting? We found young people really talented from all walks of life. One guy used to repo cars. One guy used to sell uh, subprime mortgages for Wells Fargo, had a crisis of ethics, all these different places. But you know what was really interesting? It wasn't so much the young people and, and recruiting them. It was the way we went about it. We didn't say, hey, come over here, and we're going to be able to put a, a cool entry on your resume. We talked about opportunity of a lifetime. And you know what else we did? We talked openly about our problems and what had happened, and we said, you know what? We don't want you to come over here if you're looking for a job. We feel like this is something very special. You can be a part of something. You help us get this business back on track, and guess what? This is a story you're going to be able to tell your grandkids. And so you know what we did? We positioned this that was like join a cause, not a, just get a job. Join a cause because we're going to go conquer the world. And you know what's interesting? Those people – all those folks I hired in 07, four years later, in 07, we did about $11 million. Four years later, we did $25 million amidst the worst economy in 80 years, two and a half times. It was remarkable. It, it still just gives me goosebumps thinking about the incredible performance. When everybody else was failing, we, we were succeeding in a big way. So answer this because, you know um... – a lot of people will say that, that millennials are the most difficult uh, people to manage and engage in today's workforce. I mean, they are definitely looking for a purpose in the workplace, which, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about, you know, telling them you can come work to an organization that has a cause. We're starting a movement, and they, they believe in that. Uh, what's the biggest challenge for you in in motivating and leading millennials? I mean, first of all, I commend you. You went out and – um, you know, and I've made the mistake numerous times uh, myself, Jay, when I was in the corporate sector is I hired out of necessity, right? It's like a warm body is better than nobody. And I mean, in an environment where you were you lost 80% of your sales team, that can be a huge temptation. So hats off to you for that. But what's the biggest challenge in motivating and leading millennials in your opinion? Well, I, I think there's there's a number of. I mean, I, I will tell you that we don't laugh at the same jokes, we don't listen to the same music. Right. <laughs> My two children are millennials, uh, Nathan. But but I'll say this: What's the biggest challenge? The, the biggest challenge is in, in motivating them is to understand them. And if you want to, I'm a baby boomer. I mentioned going to be 59 next month. You know, if you want to sit there, and a lot of those baby boomers out there, you know, God bless you and everything, but if you want to sit back and talk about the participation trophy generation, you want to talk about entitlement and all that stuff, you're more than welcome to do that. But but I think that you're, you know, there's a practical side of this thing for me. At 59, almost uh, 59 years old, you know, I'm not living forever. I'm in technology. I have shelf life as an owner. I'm looking for this business to be sustainable. I'm not the answer to, to have that uh, plan executed. It's the younger folks. Yeah. So back, th th that's the practical side. Who's going to be here and be around long enough to have this thing continue to succeed? 
Right. The other part, the other part of though, here's the thing. The, the biggest challenge is to understand them and, and to get in their head to be able to uh, motivate in a way that's different from the way I was motivated. You know, I'm, I'm, I got out of school in the 70s and, you know, where you had these guys yelling at you and cussing at you, intimidation and all that stuff. Yeah, so the other understand. war punishment mentality. Yeah, it was just everything was, you know, one of these kind of things of just the threats and all these things. So I don't threaten. That's number, you know, one of the things I don't do. But here are the things that I do execute that I don't think any of this is rocket science. I think when I look at these millennials, several of these folks are not that much older than my children. So I look at them literally like my children. Sure. And very proud of my children. They're very, both very bright and everything. But you've got to understand what are they looking for? Here's a couple of things. They're not looking for the same things that, that people my age were looking for. They understand that a lot of these type of relationships with the companies that, you know, they've seen their parents and their grandparents get laid off and all these different things. So they don't really believe, you know, that companies are going to take them from cradle to grave. So there's a lot of them that are out there trying to look for multiple jobs and things. In my case, I want them to stay with me. So, so I look at it like I want this place to be a place they want to spend a lot of time with. Why would they want to do that? Big thing with us is everybody here has a voice. I have young people here that have helped create products. They, they're, they, my office door is always open. I've always opened uh, for feedback and, and good ideas. It has, we have a culture of creativity here. That's number one of the, the motivation strategies. Number two, work-life balance. The, the, the millennials are not about this business like, you know, the old days, the baby boomers. It's all about work, and you're identified by what you do for a living and all those things. They're, gonna, they're willing to, to join the cause and go out there and, and work hard to be successful, but they also need to have that balance with their families, their friends, their girlfriends or boyfriends and what have you, significant others. So you, how do you honor that part of what they want to do and, and, and be able to develop that? One way I do it is that we have a, a pretty liberal work-from-home strategy where we have people out there that either they have video conferencing or other technologies there. They stay connected. But they're not physically in this office. I'm not hung up on brick and mortar. Right. I know that they can do a lot of work from home as long as they get the job done. You know, I don't care if they're in a treehouse or something. <laughs> it doesn't sure. matter to me. So I think that people are hung up on the old days. That that's another strategy there, right? So you, you have kind of the work-life balance. You have the creativity thing going on. And then, you know, Nathan, it's, it's pretty simple, the other part of it. it is The third thing is respect them. You know, it's easy for people like me to look down and say, you know, all of them with the participation trophy, generation, all this stuff. It's not to think about millennials. What's happened? They've seen 9-11. They've seen the Great Recession. They've seen their parents and grandparents have to go back to work after losing three-quarters of their savings and things. They've seen all the stuff on TV with all the wars. Life has not been perfect for them either. It's been very uneasy. You know, all this other stuff going on, the school shootings, the this and that, it, so, you know, everything can't be about, you know, the past. You've got to look at that they haven't had exactly an easy ride uh, either. Sure. Um, I mean, it's a completely different environment uh, that we live in today, much different than, than you were born and raised in and even much different than myself. And, uh, Jay, we're getting ready to run to our second commercial break. Uh, this is Nathan Mitchell. You're listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I've got Jay Myers uh, on the phone with me tonight. He is the founder of Interactive Solutions. Uh, we've got great content for you. We will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with empowerment coach and founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Jay Myers, I would like to invite all of you listening in to this episode right now to connect with me on social media. The easiest way for you to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn is to simply visit my company website at www.clutchconsulting.net and click on the social media icons in the top right corner of the page. And with that, Jay, welcome back to the show. Right before the commercial break, you were talking about what it means to motivate and lead millennials today and how they really helped you take your business uh, to, to the next level in following some of the greatest adversity that, that you've had in your business, having lost 80% of your sales team uh, in one of the worst recessions that we've seen. So, you know, a couple of things here. You were talking about millennials, how they are looking for purpose and fulfillment in the workplace. What gives you fulfillment at Interactive Solutions after all these years? 
You know, it's interesting and a great question because I've been asked it quite a few times here as we go into almost 20 years here as a business that, Nathan, what gives me the greatest fulfillment today is to see people that I've hired, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago that have come in, many of them as single folks that have, since they've been with me, have gotten married, uh, you know, went from apartments to homes to second homes to one child to two to three. It's really uh, been very rewarding, very fun to see the ISI family grow. And I do believe that that's probably our biggest strength is that we are a big family. And uh, I think that the reason that, you know, what gave me uh, a lot of fulfillment here just recently was that we had an employee recognition event where we uh, will have, you know, like luncheon and some things where we have some awards and so on and uh, gave out, I believe, a half a dozen or so awards, maybe seven or something like that for people that have been with me either five or ten years with the company, and we started looking at our total employee count and realized that 27 of our 50 employees have been with me over five or over 10 years. Wow. And in a technology company, we're really proud of that. Um, you know, must, something must be going right over here, or otherwise these people uh, are, are very gullible or something because, you know, they're <laughs> here. But we, we really have a lot of fun. I mean, we, we're not perfect. You know, we have like any business, our, our days. But I, I think that the joining the cause, um, fighting our way through adversity, and uh, growing a, a business that we're proud of uh, it has been fun for not just me, but for everybody here. How many employees do you staff now? I think we're right at like 49 now. We're the new hire. Right at 49. That's fantastic. And uh, I actually saw your posts. I follow you on Facebook and Twitter, and then you had shared posts about uh, giving awards to your team. I thought that was great when I saw it. Yeah, and it seemed it, like it just, they had it, fun with it, too. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, uh, people that you, you stop and think about small businesses and things, and, you know, I don't know that we're small so much anymore, maybe more medium-sized, but, but still, compared to other businesses and things, there's options in the Memphis area. Certainly you get the big companies and the FedExes and all these uh, folks like that who are a great sure. company, by the way, and a great customer. And there's a number of other options out there. But for these talented people to have joined me and stayed with us all this uh, this length of time is just uh, is very, very rewarding. It just uh, warms my heart. Well, you know, I, I know you definitely shared in your book, Keep Swinging, Keep Swinging, an entrepreneur's story of overcoming adversity and achieving small business success. I mean, at the end of the day, growing a business is hard. Um, it requires a lot of work, a lot of long hours, a lot of days, et cetera. You know, over the past 20 years, how have you personally achieved work-life balance yourself for you and your family? Because, I mean, I, I know that in the workplace you have your workplace family, and it seems to me like you totally treat them as such. But how do you, how do you escape that and achieve work-life balance in your own life? That, you know, I really appreciate that, uh, that question because that is an extremely important um, issue with me, Nathan, because nothing about this success means anything if I reflect back on it all these years later and say, you know, gosh, we grew to 25 million and this and that and all this stuff and money. And yet my family was, had to pay the price. I am proud to tell you after all these years, I was speaking to a class at the university of Memphis the other night about this. And I, these are the exact uh, type of remarks I made that I, the proudest I am about 
all the those awards and all that stuff are just wonderful, Nathan. But the proudest I am is that I can sit here and tell you that I have never missed any of my children's activities, my wife, and whether it be plays, swim meets, scouting events, you name it, everything they were involved with as they were growing up, I, I was at every event. Was it hard? Yes. Did I have to make choices? Yes. But at the end of the day, I never wanted this business to get in the way of the most important thing to me, which is my family. And if none of the money means anything because you know what? You know, that that's just a very temporary thing. Certainly we, we've done – God has smiled on us. We've done fine from the financial standpoint, which has afforded us some, some nice things to be able to fund college educations and all that. But my children, my wife, my family has never had to pay for that success by miss, me missing out on things, and that makes me feel better than anything else. So, so what do you think makes you different from so many entrepreneurs? I mean, is it just – you mentioned choices. I mean, is that what it boils down to? Is it just making it a priority? Nathan, I think that that is part of it. It's a mindset. I don't think there's any question about it. You know, for your listeners out there, and you and I have spoken in the past, I mean, here's the thing about entrepreneurship, and I think I was in the first book, and Keep Swinging, I even mentioned this. When you sign up to be an entrepreneur, it doesn't say on when you sign this whatever that you have to be a martyr because I don't believe in that. I'm a big believer in using your resources, and in using your resources, that intimates that really – you're working smarter, not harder. And if your mindset is that family first and you truly practice what you preach and you use your resources, and then there's probably another ingredient that I have to confess. I've got a great team, and I have some very, very hardworking folks that, that, that work for me and have done a terrific job. They have afforded me the opportunity to, to spend more time with my family, and very frankly, you know, some of the things that, that they've had to sacrifice uh, has been difficult and challenging, but I always try to to, to deal with that and them and, and, and to help them out any way I can to, to make good on them getting as much family time as we can possibly give them uh, because they understand where my mindset is. But, uh, yeah, you can't be a martyr. You've got to prioritize family. And uh, I think when you do those kind of things, if you're, your head's in the right place, use your resources, the other big key. Nobody out there wants somebody out, you know, to work whatever, some ridiculous hundreds of hours or 100 hours a week or something and drop dead two years <laughs> into your startup. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? And so I think that you look at it from a practical standpoint, I just – I never wanted to have a business that took away time, you know, some inordinate amount of time for my family. Now, Nathan, I'm not going to uh, – sit there and tell you that I didn't put in some awfully long hours for many, many years. Of course I did. Right. And my family had, you know, to deal with, you know, working around some things, but I'm, but I can honestly tell you the important events and everything. I put those on my calendar. That was sacred ground and the rest of it had to be worked out around that and those events. So my guess is there are probably times while that you were working while they were sleeping. <laughs> oh, sure. That- oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course it did. But, but again, you know, I think that, uh, Certainly using resources, prioritizing the family and everything, I think that uh, you, you look back and you don't have to have any regrets, and that's something I just never wanted to have. And I've just never been into the – I think people every time – even today, Nathan, I have people come up and go to my wife, oh, your husband must – you know, entrepreneur, he must be putting in you know hundreds of hours and all this slaving away. And she goes, no, not really. No, he doesn't yeah. do that. 
He's got a great team, and everybody works really hard, but he, he manages his time pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I recognize I've been very fortunate, Nathan, so I'm not going to sit here and tell all your listeners that, that this applies for everybody's everything. But sure. I do think if you put your family first and prioritize that you're, you're going to have a whole lot more fulfilling career. No, I completely agree. Jay, we've got a few minutes before our last commercial break, before we go to the last segment of the show. A couple of things for you here. What, what's, your, what's been your best day at ISI? I think that the way back when, when we made the Inc. 500 list the very first time, I'll tell you what, that was unbelievable. I think we we're at 100, number 182 out of the 500 um, fastest growing private companies in the United States was just an incredible feeling. I just, I was walking on, you know, just uh, like, you know, just uh, on cloud nine for it seemed like months and everything. And it just, it had such a great feeling of, uh, you know, just kind of confirming and validation that we were really were a company. I mean, we were only about, you know, at that point, five years old, but it was like, we turned the corner. You know what? This may just go someplace. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a and, huge accomplishment. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I mean, we made a big deal out of it. We had a reception at this uh, big office building uh, in East Memphis and everything, invited our customers and, uh, you know, partners, and I even invited some of my instructors from business school and all this. So we made a big, big deal out of it and just had a ball. It was very fun. It, we've we've had a number of fun events, you know, before and after that, but I, I got to tell you, that one single event, it was just – it was remarkable. What has been your worst day at ISI? We've got about a minute or so before the commercial break. Well, Nathan, I think you're probably going to know this answer, having spent time yep. with me and read the first book and everything. It was, uh, and I can tell you the exact day, right? It was <laughs> April the 29th of 2003 when I discovered that my accounting manager had stolen uh, over $250,000 from the company. Wow. Um, unbelievably shocking. Uh, just you know, the the anger, the the fear, the just there's so many emotions it was just unbelievable and of course subsequently to find out that it was an inside job and she had a little help with uh, another one of our employees and that uh and then the way she went about it with the forgery and the and the credit card uh and, and uh, the payroll you know scam and everything was just uh it, it just if you haven't ever had anything like that happen to you it's just it, absolutely, it absolutely the worst feeling in the world and, guys, this is Nathan Mitchell. I'm here with Jay Myers on Leading with Purpose and Powering Talk Radio. We will be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. 
This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our final segment with Jay Myers, I would like to invite all of you listening in to this episode tonight to uh, learn more about my Leading with Purpose boot camp in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's going to be held on Friday, February 26th and Saturday, February 27th. This is going to be a great event for small business owners who are looking to get better business results, empower their team, and lead to their full potential faster. So if you register now, you can get in for only $97. You get to bring a guest. Uh, it could be business partner or a team member for free. Uh, so don't wait. I'm capping the event at 50 people. All you have to do to register for that is go to www.lwpbootcamp.info today. And with that, Jay, welcome back to the show. We've talked a lot tonight about adversity. We've talked a lot about success. We've talked about what it means to manage and lead millennials. We've talked about work-life balance, and you're giving people who are listening in tonight just absolutely great content. Jay, what does ISI's future look like? You've been in business for 20 years. What, what's in store for the future at Interactive Solutions? Well, Nathan, it's interesting. As the business has evolved, we made a lot of, uh, of our revenue and profits off of hardware and video conferencing, audio, visual, and so on for, again, a, a number of years. We see our future um, continue to do a certain amount of that, but we're also looking at expanding some of our service models and things where we're able to uh, sell our expertise and so sell our minds rather than just the hardware and everything. So uh, managing networks for people, managing um, project management to, to be putting in equipment, uh, a lot of emphasis on profitability more than necessarily top-line revenue. As uh, the, the prices of our products, uh, particularly on the hardware, have, have frankly come down so dramatically, it, it's difficult to uh, achieve the profitability model we want without making this pivot. Uh, let me give you a quick example of something, Nathan, to give you a kind of perspective for your listeners. One of our largest contracts, in fact, the largest contract we've ever written in the history of the company was written in 2011. It was a telemedicine contract for some equipment uh, in the Arkansas area. It's $8.3 million. 
Wow. And it was a terrific contract and, you know, a lot of competition, all those good things. Should we have, uh, if we wrote that uh, contract today, Nathan, so here we're talking about four years later, that $8.3 million would be worth less than four. So the price has dropped that dramatically. Now, for users out there, your listeners that are using video conference or telemedicine or distance learning technology, excuse me, the, um, frankly, that's a great thing to have those prices come down. But on the <laughs> other part of it is, you know, from the, the, uh, at the other end of it, from the integrator and the provider, it's a little tough. So we've had to make some shifts and some things there to, um, to adjust that. But we've done it well, uh, and we're continuing to work on it. And I think that it's a model that we feel like can carry us forward for a number of years. Um, but we're constantly also, Nathan, to go back to what you were asking about the millennials and things, we are constantly looking at new technologies to add to our product line, a complementary type of technologies to where we can continue to grow our business. And so as an example, in the, in the healthcare and the telemedicine industry, we're looking at integration of you know, electronic medical records type of software and a number of other type of products to be able to add to our profitability, frankly. You know, you were talking about, uh, you know, the things that you're doing right now and how you see that, you know, uh, sustaining you in the coming years. You know, you've been in business for 20 years. Uh, you, you'd mentioned at the top of the hour that uh, you know, you're nearing 60. Do, do you have an exit strategy for ISI? I sure do, uh, Nathan. His name is Jordan Myers. Uh, he has just joined the company. My son is 28 years old, newly married, by the way. Right. And uh, he is an MBA uh, from DePaul University. He's also had several other uh, positions before he joined ISI, which he did about six months ago. So I don't mind on air live telling all yeah. your listeners that is indeed my strategy. My whole company knows this, um, and we expect that to be executed over the next several years. Um, yeah, and, and how important is that? I mean, you know, especially uh, for you to, to keep it in the family. I mean, I know how important family is to you. You know, Nathan, I, I said that the biggest in the history of the company that making the Inc. Uh, 500 award was the biggest as a company, okay? And yeah. I meant that not just for me but for everybody because everybody's excited about that. But for me personally, just me, speaking on that uh, type of issue, the most thrilling day that I've had me as um, an individual was very recently when my son joined the company, and I saw his picture in the Memphis Business Journal. And uh, as an, joining us as an account executive, and I, I, I just can't tell you the pride that warmed my heart to see that young man. He, I'm very proud of me, but he, he is a very bright young man. But he's also he's grown up in the business. He's worked here uh, in, during the summertime and things. He's very uh, good with the technology. Um, wants to see us grow. Has a desire to see the business sustainable for many years to come. He's got some goals that he'd like to see for us. And I think that it's uh, – pray for us, Nathan, but I think it's going to be one of those that uh, – a solid handoff and a, and a uh, you know, sort of a transition period. I think uh, we're going to sure give it a try, and we're hoping for the best. Absolutely. Hey, Jay, what advice do you have uh, you know, not only to entrepreneurs that, that may be in business today but also future entrepreneurs? But what, what advice uh, – would you give your son as he takes over the business? Well, I think that for him, 
you know, the number one thing he's got to learn, you know, as any owner is, is patience. Nothing can happen, you know, overnight. So I know that's a very simple thing to do. But the, the other part of it is, is that things are, are you're going to have to be able to expect the unexpected and be able to respond. Um, and, and, you know, I said earlier, be able to take a punch. I mean, I can't teach you how, I can't teach my son necessarily how to do that. I can, by my actions, show him. And uh, I think for all your entrepreneur uh, the listeners out there that uh, that either aspiring entrepreneurs or currently, you can't. I mean, it's a very trite thing, but you can't give up. This is still the best job in the world to own your own business. The pride of ownership, building something that you can be proud of. There's nothing like it in the world. That's why this is the greatest country in the world because you can literally live that dream. But you, you got to be able to be resilient. You have to be able to take a punch and, uh, and never give up, man, and no matter what happens. Um, I, I think those are pretty pl- plain vanilla, but they've worked for me and, um, and and been very proud of that for a long time. You know, Jay, there's got to be people listening in to tonight's show and other people down the road that will download the podcast. Uh, you know, perhaps you're listening in tonight or in, in the future, and they want to know more about the company Interactive Solutions and specifically what you do. Where do they need to go to learn more about your organization and potentially uh, use your products and services? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Interactive Solutions, the, the website is ISITN, like Tennessee.com. Um, you can also, uh, in terms of for me and the books and all those things, uh, Jay Myers, J-A-Y-M-Y-E-R-S-C-E-O.com. And then on Twitter, at J-B as in boy, Myers. And love to hear from everybody uh, and, and help any, uh, anybody out there that uh, is looking for assistance any way I can. I, I absolutely uh, I, I am thrilled to, to help entrepreneurs. I, I think it's my calling. It's what I want to do. And the next chapter of my career is to help startups and entrepreneurs and folks to be successful because we feel very fortunate and blessed to be where we are today. So once you exit ISI, is that what you intend to do, more speaking, more more training, more teaching, those types of things? Yeah, I absolutely love to. And I know that, Nathan, you're over there in Tulsa and yep. Oklahoma. My father was born in Oklahoma City, got relatives over through the state and everything, loved to come over there, by the way, for any groups that are interested. Uh, I'm doing the public speaking and, and talking about my books and everything. It's a labor of love, Nathan. I don't you know, charge any big speaker fees. I do try to sell a few books along the way. But I, my, my whole goal is to help people. If I can you know, pay it forward and help just one of your listeners out there to be successful, I, I feel like I'm doing my job. Well, at the end of the day, sir, I mean, you know, in my opinion, that's one of the reasons why you're successful. I mean, whether you are, uh, you know, teaching people at a college or, or working with people one-on-one in your, in your organization, I mean, you have a servant's heart, and that shows through. Well, I appreciate that. It's kind of in the blood and everything, uh, Nathan. And uh, as you know, that uh, I believe we met years ago through the Oklahoma State Connection and everything. So uh, I'd love to come back over uh, your way and everything and speak. I've uh, really enjoyed that and the interaction uh, with the students, the faculty, and um, and share the experience and everything. Nathan, I don't have all the answers in entrepreneurship. I probably, I told an audience the other day down in Mexico, I probably made every mistake known to mankind. So I think at least I can share the mistakes I made and what right. happened after that. And I, you know, I'm a very uh, candid person, but I, I think that by doing that, 
again, I think I'm doing my job if I can just share those experiences and, and help people through it. Uh, because entrepreneurship is the greatest job in the world, but it can also be lonely. And if you have some people out there, feel free to use me as a resource that, that I can uh, help them out. And again, I I feel like I'm doing what I was uh, intended to be doing in these days. Well, Jay, it's been a real pleasure having you on uh, the show tonight. I know you've just uh, given a lot of gems of advice to to our listeners tonight and those who will download the podcast in the future. I really appreciate you being on. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me. Nathan, I really appreciate it uh, being on the show. It's been a lot of fun and uh, great talking to you again. Same to you. I, I hope to talk to you soon outside outside of the radio lines. Sounds good. Let's do that. All right. Take care, Jay. Have a great evening. Thank you, Nathan. Bye-bye. Good evening, everybody. You've been listening to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I'm your host, uh, Nathan Mitchell. Uh, I want to encourage you, you know, get connected with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The easiest way for you to do that is just to go to my company website at www.clutchconsulting.net. As I mentioned earlier at the top of the hour, if uh, you weren't able to listen in live to tonight's call, you can always download the podcast directly uh, on toginet.com or on iTunes. So thank you so much for being with us this evening. Uh, next week on Tuesday, uh, November 17th, we will have Eric Swanson uh, here on the show at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So have a great week. I look forward to talking to all of you very, very soon. God bless. Have a great night. been listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio with host Nathan R. Mitchell. To learn how Nathan can help you get better business results and lead you to your full potential faster, visit Clutch Consulting on the web at www.clutchconsulting.net. You can also download episodes of